I'm Steph. And I'm Drew. And you're listening to Spirited Spirits. discuss our top five holiday horror movies yes and it was very hard to this one this one's different it's like i feel like with holiday horror movies there's like a good amount that i haven't seen mm-hmm. and i know we were trying to watch some this past and i was in some that i was like eh, i don't want to put it on my top five so yeah. it was a little bit more difficult to curate a list this time yeah well, all right. Well, first, before we begin, let's let everyone know what we're drinking. Yes. So it's a Moscow, cranberry Moscow mule, right? Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, maybe it is cranberry Moscow. So mule. Had, we made it for years. So I just always think it's a Moscow mule. Right. But I guess it isn't traditionally. So. so it has vodka, cranberry juice, um, ginger beer, mm-hmm. squeeze of lime, mm-hmm. and whole cranberries. Yeah. That we just garnish on top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice and and festive and fruity and yeah, really gingery tasty. and yummy. Mm. So um, if you wanted to make a mocktail of this. You just eliminate the vodka. Yeah, you could do ginger beer or ginger ale. We've made it with ginger ale before. Right. Cranberry juice, uh, splash of lime juice, and yeah. or squeeze of lime. And cranberries on top. And that's it. Yeah. Just eliminate the vodka because I mean ginger beer is non-alcoholic anyway. Right, right. It's just so. some people don't like ginger beer because it's a stronger gingery flavor. It is. It is a very strong ginger flavor. Yeah. I feel like we've done it. Have we done it with a eight before? No, we've done it with Canadian Dry. Okay. Or Canada Dry. It's Canada Dry. Canadian Dry. <laughs> it's whatever ginger ale. <laughs> All right. So, um, are we going to count down? Right. We're going to count down. Yeah. So with our number five right. spot, do you want to start us off? Yes. Oh, actually, I guess we should preface this by saying we're talking horror movies in the sense that there's a horror element. It could be a horror comedy. Um, so we just wanted to preface that because, it. I mean, some of these movies you all may not think of true tr- as true horror movies, but... There's certainly a horror element, or they've been categorized in such a way. There's some spooky stuff. There might be ghosts. There might be mm-hmm. some type of, um, right, you know, a thing that makes it terrifying right. for the people. And it takes place during Christmas time. Right. So that's what we are using as our, um, what's, yes. the, what's the word I'm looking for? Criteria. Criteria. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So to begin, what is your number five spot? Uh, so this one was a recent watch. It was 2000. It, it, 
Silent Night. That which 2018. Wait, no. Right? No, I thought it was 2019 they were shooting. Oh, that's right. It is 2019. You're right. Didn't they have to reshoot something during the pandemic? Right. So it's it stars Karen Knightley. Uh-huh. And the synopsis is Nell, Simon, and their son Art are ready to welcome friends and family for what promises to be a perfect Christmas gathering. Perfect except for one thing. Everyone is going to die. Yeah. Um. So this one was... Hey, okay, spoilers ahead, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to let you know that ahead of time. Right. So this one was... It's more of the existential dread mm-hmm. kind of going on. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's actually 2021. I think oh, it came out in 2021, but I think it was shot in 2019. You're right. With some reshoots in 2020. Right. But it came out in 2021. I just checked. So this is... It, it's deemed like a black comedy, but I don't I don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some there's some comedic aspects, some line deliveries and stuff like that, but there's more of just this. It's oh, British humor. Yeah, but there's like this overarching sense of something that's happening. I guess we'll go into spoilers anyway with this. So it's found out that like global warming has caused this giant storm to be washing across the planet. Mm-hmm. And if you're caught in the storm, you like turn into. It's like a poisonous cloud of right. gas, and it's like a it's like a system, a front that's moving through, and you die a really horrible death. So the rich and the wealthy are given these pills to pretty much like commit suicide all at once, right before the like storm gets to them, and so it happens on Christmas. And so this family gets together. This, this rich family, family of what they've made. Like, they're not actually family. They're family in the sense that they've all been friends for years. Right, right, right. And they have kids like, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so they're all going to spend one last Christmas together and then pretty much kill themselves off at the end of the night. Which Before really the storm hits. Depressing and morbid, I know. Yeah. But, like, the more stuff happens. And, and like, some of the people and the main character art who's a little boy don't want to do that. And it just kind of talks about, mm-hmm. you know, the idea of, well, I don't want to do that. I, I want to do something different. And um, so it, it's a, it's a very bleak movie. I'm not saying it's a happy go lucky, but these are again, Christmas horror movies. Um, I, I liked the cast. I thought the cast was really mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the dialogue was great. Um there's just some like line deliveries and like pithy dialogue that kind of goes along with it. They bring up like these old um, baggage that they all have kind of with each other. Cause mm-hmm. this is like the last time they can do that really. Um, so it's just, it's an interesting movie. Maybe it's not for everybody, but I feel like that it was something different. It's mm-hmm. not always, it's not like, you know, Oh, it's Krampus or, Oh, it's like, you know, yeah. Well, it's, so... Santa, or it's not something like that. It's, it's more of this, this horrifying thing is going to happen how do we this global catastrophe yeah how do we have like a christmas if this horrible thing is happening so i and i will say this was also my type top five spot mm-hmm. um and i think what appealed to me i don't know if it would have hit as well before the pandemic but watching it now after the pandemic mm-hmm. um it 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 hits home it's um and it's funny because it was conceived like i said and shot before covid hit um 
and it, it, it isn't really a virus. This isn't a virus that's no, wiping out people. It's, it's this is it's a, a it's a global warming type of situation. Yes, and um, this storm is going to come through, and they've been it's already gone through several other countries, and so these British people already kind of are familiar with what's going on. Um, but they're not watching the news. They are not allowed to have their, they won't let the kids have their, their phones out or computers. It's like, they've decided, like, we this know is this so is crazy. happening. We are preparing for it by committing suicide. Mm. And, um, and it's interesting that it's, it's, it has a lot to say about classism too, because yes. um, it, they, there's some lines in it that discuss that, you know, well, the poor. Well, it's like immigrants and, and immigrants people were, were not given the pills and the choice to commit suicide. They're just going to have this horrible death. Um, and why? And it, the kids are the ones that are kind of questioning things. And like the, the main kid. Well, like, one kid. Yeah, he's like, why particular. do we get the choice to do this when they don't? Right. And so um, it ends on a. Not a cliffhanger, more like a. It, I mean, it makes you. you, it's, you an can ambiguous, take it. it's an ambiguous ending. Yes, you can. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. If you haven't seen it, please just skip ahead like 30 seconds or so. Um, it ends with everyone committing suicide except um, Art, the little boy, who has been exposed to this gas before it officially hits the rest of the household um, because he had run out to kind of get away from his parents He's, he breathes in this initial like tornado tornado of of gas. Mm -hmm. They they think that he's just had a moment like he's just he was really upset. They bring him in, and then they realize he's bleeding out his eyes and his nose, and they think he's gone. So they all quickly take their suicide pills, and when in the next morning. Um, or at least that's what's implied. It could be much longer than the next morning. It could have been a month later, a week later. All we know is he then wakes up, his eyes open up, and they're all dead. Yeah, and and the weird thing is, is that his eye, his eyes were bright blue, weren't they? Did I you felt like they were different. So I watched a couple of different videos, right. and um, some people believe that he's okay, that he's supposed to be this hope for the future, that he was right the whole time by not wanting to take the suicide pill, that he survived. And then there's some people that believe it took this weird zombie-like turn. I don't like he... the, I don't like the zombie one. I think I think I like the fact that like if he was right. It I sucks. like that idea it, it because to it. me it's like hopeful. It's a hope for a future that he was right. He's he's the next generation. The the hope for the next generation that they would they survive and maybe they can do something now to right. prevent this from happening again. Right. So in that way, it's really a beautiful story. Like, well, it's not beautiful because all those people. I mean, all those people die, survive. but they but they had so, lost hope. They had lost faith that they could survive, and he was the only one that held out. Right. So. Yeah, I and I really enjoyed it. I think the casting was great. Um, I really liked Annabelle Wallace, her character, oh, yes. the blonde. Um, she just, I don't know, but I liked her in Annabelle too. Um, you know, the doll, the the evil doll. Right. Um, I think she did a great job. She was also in um, *Malignant*, babe. Oh, she was. Yes. Oh, I watched that once. It was good, but, but you I, liked it. I did like it. I just. Honestly, I couldn't tell you what her character was. <laughs> so. She, I think, was the main character. Was she the main one? Yeah, she just had brown hair. Oh. Instead oh, of blonde. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, um, and yeah, so she's a blonde in this one. But, I mean, they all did a great job. And it is British dark comedy, you know. Right. 
So there's some stuff that's, it feels very flat for Americans, I think. Sometimes um, the jokes that they make and or things they say that are supposed to be funny and may go over our heads a bit. Well, and how, and, and, <laughs> and it's kind of odd to try to like find humor in such a dark topic. Too. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's what probably people, I think that's why probably this tanked because it came out right after the pandemic. People don't want to watch something like this after the pandemic. Well, yeah. And then how do you find something like that funny? Right. So I think that's why it's not funny. It's not like it's, it's not a comedy. It's just, it's, there's just some pithy dialogue in it. That's but we like like um, Shaun of the Dead, right? Which is another apocalyptic type film where but that, le- that with leans, British humor. But that and... leans in way more into the humor than this. Does. But there's still horror aspects to that too. I mean, you have people right. being eaten and yes, friends dying and becoming zombies and right. So it's still yeah. You know. So anyway, okay. So what is your top or what's your number four slot? Well, I'll let you go next. Me? Because okay. I went top five. Okay, so my number four is... a. Okay, so I kind of debate this. I'm going to say A Christmas Horror Story. I also have that. For your number four? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so we watch this pretty much every year since we discovered it because your friends... Yeah, my friend they... picked this for our movie club. Yeah, so um, Drew and his friends have a movie club. They, every week, watch a movie and review it and kind of goof off and be silly. Um, and so one of his friends picked a Christmas horror story and we hadn't heard of it or seen it cause it was kind of a low budget kind of thing. Right. And, um, we watched it and we love it. So. All right. So let me give this synopsis. Yes. So interwoven stories that take place on Christmas Eve as told by one festive radio host, the family brings home more than a Christmas tree. A student docu- documentary, um, becomes a living nightmare. A Christmas spirit terrorizes and Santa slays evil. Yes. Okay. So, um, William Shatner is the radio host and (laughs) he's awesome in it. He's so great. Um, and yeah, so he's really the, the, he's the driving force here to keep every, he's a narrator, the narrator and kind of keeps all the stories interconnected because it takes place in this town um, and he's the radio he's DJ. Like the, he's like the Greek chorus. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Um, so, of course, we're already big fans of anthology horror. Right. Uh, with Trick or Treat. And so the way this is done is really great. Uh, I don't think it could have been any better other than maybe if the director of Trick or Treat and Krampus yeah. could have done this movie to maybe perfect it a little bit, little bit more. Um but I really think the gory makeup effects are really well done. There's a scene um, with elves. <laughs> uh, el- the elves in Santa's workshop have gone rabid. Like they're like zombies. They're like zombie elves. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that's that's fun. That's uh, And Santa kicking ass is fun. Yeah. Santa like ends up being like a wizard almost. Like or like he's a, he, or like a, I don't know, he's like a staff and he's like beating elves up with a staff. And, yeah. And so. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind of like Violent Night before Violent Night, which we haven't seen that yet. But Oh, yeah, that came out. We didn't watch that yet. I know. We need to. Um, with uh, your guy from David Stranger Happer, Things. Harbor. Yeah. 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 Um, I also really enjoyed the, so Krampus is in it, by the way. Yes. Um, that's another story as part of the, um, anthology, uh, aspect 
where their fa this family encounters Krampus. Um, and that I thought was pretty well done too, like why he appears. Yes. Um, and it all stems from like anger, like, mm -hmm. um, and that's what causes someone to kind of turn into Krampus. Yeah, that was an interesting take. It was yeah. like instead of Hulk, like you become angry and then you turn into Krampus. Yeah, and seek revenge. Yeah, and, that was yeah. it. I was interesting. I don't. Uh, I kind of liked it, that, and then I also like the Changeling story too, which isn't typically a Christmas story. That's not a but Christmas it's, story, but it's Celtic. Though. It's like a Celtic. It's a Celtic tale. pagan story, right? Yes, and so they've incorporated it into which makes sense because of I mean Christmas has pagan out, you know. Yeah, so this family goes to cut down a Christmas tree in a part of the forest that they should not have gone into. And their child gets lost. And when they find him, he is acting strange. And they bring him home and he acts even stranger. So, um, yeah. So I, I like it. I enjoy it. I want to watch it every year because I think it's Yeah, fun. it's – I think – the the one with the kids that I go on to do like the docking. Oh the yeah, I forgot about that. In the um, high school. In the high it's school. It's like a board. It's like a. Um, it's a high school, but it almost feels like a. It's like a wealthy like. Um, like a boarding school type of situation. Kind of a board. They don't actually live there, I guess. Yeah. But it but feels. It has, it has found footage parts to it. And yeah. It, so I feel like that's creepy. Um, yeah, I think I think that one is well done and and being able to connect all the stories together. Yeah. So because you find that like some characters know each other and like you know, yeah, have or crossed some paths type of... before, yeah, and, and stuff like that. And so I think that the the fact that they they know each other or have something ha has bad happened to both of them in the past, and that's why they're where they're at currently mm -hmm. it, it, it makes it, the story make sense which i think is good that what you want in an anthology is these stories connect in some way and the ending i have to say the ending right um again skip ahead about 15 seconds or so um if you haven't seen the movie or you don't want it to be spoiled for you um so the entire time you think that this is all really happening uh, and it is like there are pieces of it that are, but the whole storyline with Santa is a delusion. This guy mm -hmm. has gone crazy. He was playing Santa in a mall, mall, Santa. mall Santa. And so he's just gone off the rails and he's killed all these elves, but they weren't really elves. Yeah. They were, and that, and I was, that, yeah, that was, I like that part of it too. It's like how, I mean, we've discussed how, well, maybe we haven't, but like you, you could talk about this, how like around the holiday season, like mental health. Um, yeah, people but, have depression, they're suffering. There's um, a, yeah. And there's an increase of like depression and, you know, you know, mental health issues just because the holidays are hard for everybody. Um, seasonal depression and yeah. And so, and I think that's, that's a little different maybe. I mean, cause like this, he's like psychosis. Yeah. He's, he's having a psychotic break. Right. And he's, so everything that has happened to Santa in his storyline is all not true. Right. So I think that's interesting. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I think it's fun. So moving on to number three. Okay. You go on ahead. I'm going to go because mine I know I think is different than yours. Yes, it is. So um, my number three is a movie called Rare Exports, which I watched a while ago and then forgot about until probably about an hour ago. <laughs> 
Well, and I, I had like, mentioned it, but we haven't we hadn't had a chance to watch it yes. yet this season. And I remember really liking it, and I really feel like we need to watch it before the end of the holidays. Yeah, because it's um okay, it's about a kid, and I think it's like Finland. And Do you have oh, the synopsis. Oh, yeah. So here's the synopsis: in the depths of the, and I am totally going to butcher these places like titles, so I'm sorry. In the depths of the Corvatuturi Mountains. Carvantuntori? Yeah. Uh. 486 meters deep lies the closest uh, ever guarded secret of Christmas. The time of year, or the time has come to dig it up. This Christmas, everyone will believe in Santa Claus. So it's about a dig team that goes to um, this area and they believe they have found like where like Santa is and they're digging down in there to like find him. And so um, it ends up being like a horror movie. I mean, he like Santa comes up with elves and, you know, there's a kid that's like, you know, trying to protect his friends and, you know, his town. Um, and it's so in Finland. it's Finland. I thought yeah. it was in Finland. Yeah. Um, and so, and I, if I remember correctly, like at the end, like Santa ends up having horns, so he's like Krampus type of situation. And yeah, it's definitely it's almost like this. There, Santa really existed, but they changed the story to make him all nice and sweet and loving. But, but he actually was evil. Children. So that yeah, so this be, once they unveil him at this dig, yeah, then it causes all this bad stuff to begin right. happening. What I what I remember really liking about it, and as a huge fan of John Carpenter's The Thing, it was oh. like it felt like like the thing Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because like it's just it it just had the same vibe about it um and so yeah I and the ending is is interesting so that's definitely one to check out um I feel like it's high up on there because I remember really liking it at the time of watching it and I feel like I really want to watch it again um and I feel like it's higher than the Christmas horse the horror story anthology because I feel like it's it's more of a like centralized take a little bit instead of an anthology. Yeah, I mean, I remember liking it. Okay, there was definitely some weird parts, and isn't it in another language? Does it have I subtitles? So. I, don't, I don't. I don't think so. I don't know why I remember it being in subtitles. It may. But it may, but I maybe. Actually, I'm gonna see if I can find out real quick. I don't know. I may not be quick enough. No, I don't. I don't think it does. And if it if it's dubbed, it's dubbed. If it's dubbed, it's it was. Dubbed. I think it was dubbed. Yeah, I'm. I feel like it was probably dubbed, but it was. It was a good one. I like that one. Yeah, I. I. So I remember liking it. We need. We do need to watch it. We haven't yet. Uh, yeah, it was in Finnish and English. It says. Okay, so yeah, so they have an English version of it. Then. Okay. Um. Yeah, I did like it, but there was some. It was. I think it just. Some of it felt weird to me. I remember there being some parts. I was like, why are they doing this? <laughs> well, you do it every horror movie. I know, I know. Um, but yeah, let's watch it again and maybe right. um, maybe I'll feel differently. But I did not include it on my countdown. Okay, list. well, what do you have? So um, for my number three, I have Gremlins. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so if you haven't seen Gremlins, which um, if you haven't and you're a child of the 80s, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Um, so it's, I'm looking here on the, um, IMDb 
It says a young man inadvertently breaks three important rules concerning his new pet and unleashes a horde of malevolently mischievous monsters on, on a small town. So essentially what happens is there's a father who is a salesman. He goes to Chinatown. He's looking for a gift for his son, who's an adult son, um, still living with his parents um, in a small town. But he, so his father goes to Chinatown. He goes into the shop. There's this little boy. Um, he's like, look around, see what you like. There's, he sees, he sees this box and there's clearly something inside the box. And it starts singing. That intrigues him. And it's a mogwai. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the old man who owns the shop did not want to sell it to him. Mm-hmm. But the little boy ends up selling it. He's clearly, it's his grandfather's shop. And uh, makes a hundred bucks by selling the Which mogwai. I, I feel like that thing was way more valuable than a hundred bucks bucks yes but yeah so then he takes it home to billy and he, and he's told that by the little boy who sells him this mm-hmm. mogwai that there are three rules mm-hmm. do you remember what the three rules are don't get him wet okay don't get him in sunlight or light he hates okay. sunlight sunlight uh-huh. will kill him yeah and then don't feed him after midnight yes so the um the young man the adult man who um ends up getting this gift from his father of course breaks those rules well i want to point out it's not him at first it's little Corey feldman that knocks the paint water on gizmo and he then gives birth via back back balls these <laughs> what pustule like things that pop out of his back well, they're not, like not pustules, they're like little yeah, balls little, little fur balls well okay they're fur balls that pop out of his back and they're essentially other they're, they're like not as good and sweet as gizmo no um so yeah so the mogwai his name is gizmo gizmo um which is voiced by um howie mandel, howie mandel which is hilarious um and these other little mogwai which are they're mogwai when they're furry and then they get fed after midnight because they turn the clock back right mm-hmm. yes um so that um billy billy um who's <laughs> the adult man um he feeds them thinking that it's not yet midnight um because they were acting all hungry and acting you know crazy well, then they turn into gremlins. So that's, of course, the title of the movie, and all chaos ensues right. at that point. Right. I, yeah, I, I love this movie, and it's actually my number two. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, so it's number two for me. I think the reason why is I have very fond memories watching this as a kid. Um, I feel like this is one of those ones that. It, it was because I, I didn't watch a lot of horror movies as a kid, but this was one is definitely I remember like waiting for every holiday season to come mm-hmm. on TV. Yeah. And I was so excited every time it came on. Um, it's just that perfect blend of like horror type elements, but then it's funny. It's hilarious in some scenes, just like the, the, what the gremlins do. And then the most horrifying part of gremlins is like phoebe kate's monologue about her dad 
Um, yeah, it's like that urban legend about the, a guy who dresses up as Santa and tries right. to go down the chimney to surprise his family on Christmas Eve. He breaks and his he neck, he up... dies, and they smell him. And that's how they find his dead body, and that's how why she doesn't believe in Christmas anymore. And that's why we haven't shown our kid this one yet, because <laughs> right. he still believes in Santa Claus. And I feel like we that don't want to ruin We it. don't want to ruin that. But, and we really want to show him grandma's. But I... I remember loving this movie as a kid um, because not only is like Gizmo like adorable and cute, but it's mm-hmm. just like the whole kids, kids versus some like crazy thing. That the adults don't know how to handle. And, mm-hmm. and uh, Steven, and it's actually, it's not Steven Spielberg, it's Joe Dante that did this one. Right. But Steven Spielberg was involved, right? He's a producer. I producer. Believe. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, like Gremlins rules. Like it's just, it's just a cool movie. It's the I'm a sucker for practical effects and like, yeah. so like the all the Gremlins <gasps> have different personalities. Yes, yeah. Well, and let's talk about how there's like the big bad. So like all of the Gremlins are bad, right? So you have Gizmo, who's still a Mogwai. He didn't eat the food, and so he didn't become a Gremlin. So he's like the sweet little innocent one. And then you have the Gremlins, but there's a leader, mm-hmm. Spike. Uh, and he has like a mohawk kind yeah. of thing. That's how and you know. It's not Spike, it's Stripe, isn't it? Stripe, Stripe, Stripe. Yeah. You're right. Um, gosh, I can't believe I screwed that up <laughs> all the times I've seen it. Um, so he is like the leader. And so like they end up, again, spoilers here. If you haven't seen it, but if you haven't, why haven't you? Because hello. Um, <laughs> they kill all the gremlins except for him, mm-hmm. except for Stripe. And so they end up having to, they get, go to the store, this like hardware store. And Gizmo is kind of like helping them try to defeat the big bad gremlin. Mm-hmm. And the practical effects of how they kill this thing. So it, it wants to get in water so it can start reproducing more gremlins again because mm-hmm. it knows the other ones have died. So it finds a fountain and um, they have to stop him from reproducing. So they shine sunlight through the window. Is it sunlight or is it greenhouse lights? I thought it was greenhouse lights. Maybe it's great. Okay. There's some it, spotlight. That, because comes they're, in, they're in like almost like a greenhouse type of situation. Yeah. I think that's what they do. Okay. Not, well, it, some type of light comes through. It's UV light, though. It's still like sunlight. Okay. Well, then there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so it starts like, like melting. melting. Like it's like burning and melting and like. As like it's also like trying, popping. it's like its back is starting to bubble, like it's trying mm. to get the, the gremlins out, but then it's burning and dying and melting at the same time. And like the, like how, oh, the practical effects. Right. I remember for this creature. One, one of those parts in that, that specifically, that, that sequence, I remember as a kid, is that when he's dying, his like, his head is like yes. pulsating. It's like pulsating, like right here. And it's like part of his skull, like right. where the, the flesh has already melted off. Right. It was, it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> so, that stuck with me as a child. So mm-hmm. I'm sure our, our child would love that, not have any nightmares. So Yeah. Well, one day we'll get him to watch it. Right. Uh, I will just tell him Phoebe Cates is crazy. She doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> anyway, um, and let's just really quickly touch on the second one, <laughs> the the second oh. Gremlins, which is 
horrible, but it's yet, not horrible. It's, it's great. It's pretty about? bad. No, it it's it's great because it's so ridiculous. It is fantastic, but it's still a pretty horrible movie. There's so many gremlins in that. You got lettuce gremlin, and you have like the the busty gremlin, like the gr- the, the girl gremlin, gremlin girl gremlin with the boobs and the red lips you and have, the hair. You have like bat gremlin. <laughs> you have lightning gremlin. One of our favorite things is the, the key Jordan and peel. It's Key and Peel, the right. episode where they're like, um, all right, we're going to try and come up with some good ideas for the Gremlins 2 movie. Yeah. And he's like, come up with whatever crazy Gremlin idea you can think of. Hey. And one guy's like, a salad Gremlin. Yeah. And he's like, it's I in- love it. It's in the movie. Exactly what happened. <laughs> all those Gremlins exist. It's hilarious. Um, but yes, it's it's and also I love the part where they take over the film for a while, like they're in the movie studio or the yeah. TV studio and they take over and mm-hmm. it, you think that the gremlins have gone into your TV. Yes, I think that was over. That was so much fun. Yeah. yeah. But that's I that's not included here in this list. I don't even know if it's really a Christmas movie. It's not. I, well, I don't know. It takes place in New York. I don't know. I think I mean the first one is is de- definitely a christmas yeah i don't know if i got that same vibe in the new i don't think so or the second one i mean well anyway all right so that was your number two yeah so what's your number two did you get to say what your number three is yeah it was it was rare exports okay okay so my number two is scrooged and i may get some controversial i might get some slack on that but just hear me out Okay. So I realize it's a comedy, but I think I still feel like it's in some ways a horror comedy in the same sense that Gremlins and even Krampus can be because it's got ghosts. If Okay, if you think about the original story, which is a Christmas story. A Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Thank you. A Christmas Carol. Um, I mean, you're talking about ghosts and going to visit this man to help him understand what you know how he's gone wrong in his life hoping he'll change who he is and you know there's some spooky elements especially when it comes to like the ghost of christmas future i mean yeah it's literally death yeah right and so um you know in scrooged which has bill murray the great one of the greatest actors of all time um <laughs> Bill Murray in that movie is perfection. He is the perfect Scrooge. <laughs> he isn't really Scrooge. His name's like uh, Cross. Um, Bill, it's not Bill Cross. It's like John it's like, Cross. Or, I don't know. His last name is Cross. Right. Because I remember he has that sign that says Cross, something you nail someone to. Yes. In his office. Yes. Um. Anyway. Um, so he is, um, perfection in that movie. He gives the right amount of like aloofness and like humor to like, he, and, and he like, I don't even know how to describe it. He's just perfect in the role. And then you have these crazy characters that, that are the ghosts. Um, so you have the ghost of Christmas past, which is the crazy cab driver. And Benicio del Toro. Is that who it is? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, well, you might want to double check that. But he's hilarious. And going back in time and like him seeing like his his family, his parents and um, and then how he screwed up with the girl that he loved. And then you have the ghost of Christmas present, which is um, Carol Kane. 
Is it him? No, I am way off. Dave, David Johnson David is Johnson. the ghost of Christmas Why Past. Why did I think that? I don't I'm know. So... <laughs> and then Carol Kane is the ghost of Christmas Present. Man, and she's she's got her, she's like a, a little fairy, like a, uh, a sugar plum fairy. And she's got this pink, pink dress. Oh, so and she's why... like, I'm so glad I wore my pretty dress. See, that's why I think it's more of a comedy. It is, but there's still, I feel like there's still some horror elements. I don't know. I know you all may give me shit for this, but I don't care. I think it's, I think it's more of a comedy. But you have, hold on, hold on. Well, yeah, but you could say the same thing about Silent Night. That's true. You could say the same thing about Silent Night. That's That's a horror dramedy. Okay. Okay. Uh, Or not. It's a dramedy. Um, But so, and then you have the ghost of of christmas future which is death and when he pulls back the robes and those like little demon things like behind the roof cage and then you have the poor homeless guy who's dead and he finds him and he's like where am i trump tower remember oh yeah when it's like evil you know like or not evil it's like icy and cold and right uh damp and anyway I I love it. And it makes me cry too. Like at the end when he like gets it, it's got so much heart. I just love it. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay. And then the ghosts at the end, you see them like waving at him. You see like yeah, you see and that's a little little love in your heart. Yeah, and you see the ghost from Christmas Future with the little baby things in his chest and yes. they're dancing. So you too. see little demons r- dancing yeah. around to the song. Yeah, it's great. Um so I yeah. I love it. All I don't right. care. I I still love it. All right. So I think we both have number one. Yeah. They probably already know what it is. Right. It's Krampus. It's Krampus. <laughs> so That's our number one. And so that is a boy who has a bad Christmas accidentally summons a festive demon to his family home. And we already talked about this last week. Um, we, we talked about kind of the history and horror and the movie of Krampus. Um, so we're not going to really go into it. Instead... What we thought is we would kind of talk about some of the more traditional horror movies we didn't include on the list. The ones that we watched where we were like, "Eh." We tried to, yeah, we gave them a chance, but we decided they just kind of fell flat. So we watched, I, I, yeah, you watched it with me, right? Black Friday, the 1970 Christmas. Why do I keep saying that? I keep saying, (laughs) but there is a Black Friday horror movie. Yeah, it's It's not good. It's not good either. With, it has um, Devin Sawa in it. And um, Evil Dead. What's his butt? Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. It's horrible. Not we good. tried to like it. I, I, I really tried, but it was horrible. Um, Black Christmas. We watched the original 1974. I believe so. And it was, you know, it's been dubbed as one of the first slasher films because it came out before Halloween. It did. But we just didn't like it. The characters weren't great um the story wasn't great um i felt like it was pushing this whole idea with the like the girl being pregnant wanting an abortion her boyfriend doesn't want her to so it just kind of felt like uh, i don't know like a little pushing some political stuff um which you know makes sense i guess with maybe with what was going on with roe versus wade i don't know but And then I even watched the remake that was like the 2005, 2006 Black Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was okay. It gave at least a little bit more of an idea as to the killer, like why 
he, she, they, um, were committing these crimes, like killing people. Um, and then we even watched, not this year, but last year, we watched the other oh remake of Black Christmas. That one was really bad. With, um... A newer cast of, of female actresses. That, that one like went like cultism. It was like occultism like and feminism, and it just again fell flat. We just didn't. We we tried, but it we just the characters weren't there. I think that's the thing. Don't is, like it. Yeah. yeah, I just don't think they're. You know, the characters were interesting. Um, so that one. We didn't put on the list. And then there was... We just watched Silent Night, Deadly Night last um, night. And what did you think of that one? Well, that one made me sad because really what it seems like it was about was this kid that had like severe trauma. Mm -hmm. And so that, that one was about a kid that pretty much witnesses a criminal dressed as Santa. Kill, kill his, his parents. Kill his parents. On Christmas, on Christmas Eve, Eve, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes to live with these nuns, and the nuns treat him terribly. Mm-hmm. And so, and they keep saying, like, oh, he needs to get the help he needs, and they never get him the help he needs. Um, yeah. They never give him any type of therapy or anything like that. They just keep, like, telling him that he needs to be good. He's be- Just and then, get over it. And put, yeah. they, like, in fact, there's a one point where Santa comes to the orphanage and, and they're like, just be on Santa's lap. And they're like shoving him onto. He, they literally are like exposing him to his trauma again. Mm-hmm. And then, and then wonder why he, so he runs into his room. He's like, I won't be good. I won't be good. Which was really sad as a kid. Yeah. It was like, he was a kid. And then it fast forwards him being a teenager and he's like working in this, toy shop and then he ends up they like the boss is like oh we need a santa and you're gonna be the santa and, yeah and he's like, like i don't want to be the santa or something but he ends up being the santa and then he ends up having a psychotic break because all this time he's never gotten the help he needs he just constantly christmas is just shoved down his throat after he's had this terrible thing happen to him mm-hmm. and then he goes and starts killing which i thought at first his rules were gonna be um because he kept saying like he was like you're naughty you're naughty and i thought he was gonna kill like naughty people like quote unquote like people that have been quote naughty like on the naughty list but then he just starts killing everybody yeah, so it doesn't make any sense and so at that point i was like all right i'm, I'm I'm done. Like, this is not good. Yeah, I mean, they set it up so you feel bad for this poor kid. Yeah, you don't... It's like, like, you're thinking, like, oh, this is... I should be rooting for the people that should be surviving. It's like, almost like, should I be rooting for him? Like, Right, and it feels which weird. Which feel feels weird. So, yeah. Um. So, going back on Krampus, I think Krampus is one of those ones that... It's a quintessential holiday horror movie. It has yeah. the feeling of... Like two parts of the family, one, you know, they don't really get along or see eye to eye and they're coming together for the house for Christmas, um, just in the name of family. This horrible thing happens and they have to band together to fight this, you know, demon. Practical effects are great. Um, I think the story is great. The characters are great. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like I think I said last week, there's a sequence where the grandmother, who's Austrian, tells the story of how she found out about Krampus, but it's all done in stop motion animation, like in, you know, Rudolph the Red Doe's Reindeer and those type of things. So you have all these different 
holiday traditional holiday elements and stuff like that Mm -hmm. that are built into this movie and then you have like a horror element so that's why i think it's definitely number one i think michael dowry did a great job in crafting the story crafting the characters um the the effects are great um they're terrifying right the the jack-in-the-box thing will haunt your nightmares for weeks um that thing is terrifying looking um it's funny there's funny parts um yeah, I mean, so we Adam, talked a lot about we did, last week. We did. So go so, back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. But I, but I want to end. I want to end the episode with saying, you know, it's the holiday season. Grab your the closest people you want to hang out with. You know, those you love. Yeah, drink some mocktails or some cocktails, and watch Krampus because I feel like it's going to be a good time. Yes, and if the if you have watched a holiday horror movie recently that you think we should check out. Maybe we should have added it to our list. You know, maybe you really liked it and we missed it. Maybe you disagree with our list and you think we suck. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you <laughs> want to argue with me about whether or not Scrooge is a holiday horror movie. Um, you, feel free to contact us at spirited, sorry, contact spirited spirits at gmail.com. That's contact spirited spirits at gmail.com. Um, also follow us on Instagram at spirited underscore spirits underscore podcast that's where we have tonight's cocktail recipe for the cranberry moscow mules mm-hmm. and um what else babe um i think that's it that's it yeah all right well we hope you keep listening and um we hope you join us next week when we talk about spirits, spirits and, and sip, sip on spirits, spirits. bye, bye.